0: Today's episode is entitled Retirement Paycheck, and I'm very interested to see what that's all about. Larry, how are you today? I'm doing terrific, Eric. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I hear we're talking about paychecks today, and it's it's the title is Retirement Paycheck. I know that I like my current paycheck. I, I do like getting paid, and I'm not even close to retirement yet. So what is a retirement paycheck?
1: Yeah, so everyone likes getting getting paid and you know, you've received your paycheck, you know, either once a week or, you know, maybe every other week for maybe 40 years. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden you retire and that paycheck stops and you're like, whoa, how do I get money to pay my bills in my account? Because nobody is giving me a paycheck anymore. I have to figure out, you know, how to do that. Uh, You know, we work with a lot of clients, you know, that transition from the working world into retirement world and, you know, not having that regular paycheck, you know, just takes a little, you know, to a little while getting used to. And what we found is when we were able to recreate the monthly cash flow and I'm calling it retirement, a paycheck to them with the kind of the same amount each Mm. time, it's a calming effect. People aren't figuring out exactly, you know, or feeling, hey, I'm taking too much money out of my account. Because that's the one thing. I don't care how much money you have when you retire. You want to know that you're comfortable with whatever you're spending is going to last throughout your your retirement. Mm -hmm. So, So it's a great way of you know, of looking at and being able to feel comfortable that no matter what's going on in the stock market of the world out there, that they're getting this regular paychecks. And they know that once they've done a plan with those regular, you know, monthly checks, they feel a lot more comfortable. That's why we like this idea. A lot of it is just psychological sometimes, but it seems to work with our clients.
0: Yeah, I like the idea of <laughs> getting, but you know, a retirement paycheck. So, how do you go about figuring out how to get them that paycheck so it does kind of close that gap?
1: Yeah, so you know, so when when, when people retire, you know, a lot of times they look at, okay, I want interest for my from my accounts, and you know, this is not the early '80s. Eric, you're going to be a little bit too young, maybe, for this. <laughs> but I do remember interest rates at 12%, CD rates Mm -hmm. at 12%, and and people just taking their portfolios and making enough interest and living off that interest, and that interest was technically their retirement, you know, check. Well, now, you know, rates are a lot lower, and, you know, if people are going to live off, try to live off the interest, they, they may... You know, risk and you know, stretch for yield, and not really look at the investment they're getting in, and the dangerous about some of the risk that's involved. Mm-hmm. We want to kind of avoid just stretching for you know, for interest. So, you know, so how do you do this? Well, the first thing is really trying to figure out how much do you, how much do you need. And this actually I'm going to show a little bit later that this will actually help that going forward and really determining whether you've thought how much you need or how much you're going to spend in retirement is, you know, it is accurate. Mm-hmm. So you want to kind of figure out what you think your monthly expenses are going to be or weekly expenses are, go- are going to be. So once you have that number in your mind, so let's just, you know, let's just say it's $10,000 a month that you think you're going to need, you would subtract out any, what we're calling your fixed payments, mm-hmm. uh, a social security payment or if you're lucky enough to have a pension. So I'm going to make it nice and easy. Let let's say your social security is $2,000 a month and your pension is $1,000 a month. So from your $10,000 now you subtract out your Social Security and your pension, and now we know that you need seven thousand dollars a month.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if each uh, month your Social Security check and your pension check goes into your checking account, now we suggest you do: you move from your savings account into your checking account the other seven thousand dollars each month. You're giving yourself a seven thousand dollar monthly paycheck when added when added to your social security and your pension that's your $10,000 that you're going to need to you know need you know need to live on each month mm-hmm. and the, the one interesting thing here is you know a lot of some, some people i mean the engineers and the accountants out there they may come to us with a detailed budget and down to the penny but most people don't really know exactly what they're spending so this is a this is works as a, another way of kind of figuring that out so let's just play this out. You do this for a year. You start on January 1 and your balance and your checking is, let's say, $5,000 mm-hmm. and you move your $7,000 in each month and your Social Security and your pension. And after the year is over, you didn't have to move anything else in and your checking account is grown to $10,000. So really, what if you know now, you have spent seven thousand dollars a month for twelve months, eighty-four thousand dollars, and you had five thousand build up in there. So you really then spent seventy-nine thousand dollars for the year. So after the year, you know exactly what you, you know exactly what you've spent.
0: Oh, you mean um, so Larry, I'm sorry. So let me clarify. Sure. So you're saying when you say how much you've actually spent, you're not including what you had from the social security and pensions. So you're talking about what you actually took out of your account is seventy nine thousand, even though you spent the extra thirty six thousand from your social security and pension added together. Correct. I mean, you can you can combine them together
1: and say, "Hey, I spent one hundred and twenty thousand dollars or one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars because I had five thousand dollars left over." So you can look at it. You can look at it either way.
0: But you're, what you're truly after is what they're taking out of their account to supplement. Correct. So got it. Okay, that makes sense. Yep.
1: And let's just say, you know, not everything is each month, so let you know is is equal. So let's say you had a big insurance bill one month and you had to put extra money in. What you do is you just write that down. Mm -hmm. So if you had two months that you actually moved another $5,000 in, at the end of the year now, okay, I moved $7,000 each month, but I had to add another $10,000 in. I add those two additional payments and now I've seen what I've spent for the year. Mm-hmm. So it'll probably take you a full year, but after that year, you'd know exactly what you've spent for the entire, you know, the entire year without having to go in and look at everything that you've, you know, spent uh, spent on in detail. Now it still may be important to do that, but this gives you an idea of what you're spending spending in in total.
0: No, that's great because like you said, you don't have to look at every small little thing, but even even at the end of the year, you may look back and say, wait a second, I spent more than I, than I thought I did because of the fact that since you're not going to work every day, you have more time on your hands. Therefore, maybe your entertainment budget goes up. You're going out to a few more movies during the during the course of the month or you're going out to lunch more than you normally would have you know, when you were working and didn't have those opportunities. So it can make a big difference. So that's great.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and actually, we don't. We usually find it doesn't take a whole year. So what happens is after like two or three months, mm-hmm. you need to adjust this up or down. Yeah, because the first time is really just an estimate. So if there's too much money building up in your checking account, we'll recommend re, you know reducing it by a thousand dollars a month. Or if you have to put extra money in each month, you need to increase it. So the first year is really a test to kind of. Figure it out in the first couple of months. You may have to tweak it, you know, up or down. But it, it gives you an idea exactly what you're, you know, exactly what you're spending for exactly what you just said. People may be spending more money than, you know, than they think. Yep. So it gives them a comfort level that their money is coming in. And if you've done the right planning and you know that that number, they've done a retirement plan for them, and you know that they're staying within their expectations. They feel much more, you know, much more comfortable rather than oh, this month I have to go in and move 20,000 over mm-hmm. and then they don't do anything for a couple of months and they, they move something else over. One, they don't know how much they're spending. And two, they're really getting uncomfortable with continuously, haphazardly just pulling money out of their investment portfolio.
0: Yeah, makes sense.
1: That's what we talk about is recreating or creating a retirement, you know, a retirement you know paycheck mm-hmm. you know there's a, there's a couple of ways of of actually creating this you know this paycheck because you know how do you where do you pull the money where do you pull the money out of mm-hmm. you need to you know there's really kind of three different retirement portfolio strategy one is really you know kind of an you know an income approach where you're getting enough Dividends and interest from your investments, such as bonds or dividends on, um, you know, mutual funds and large cap mutual funds in there. And sometimes what we find is people chase yield. You know, they're looking at high yield corporate bond funds because they want or long term bond funds because they want a higher yield because what they're doing is they're taking the interest that they earn and they're using that as their retirement, you know, their retirement paycheck mm-hmm. on a haphazard type of strategy here. And, the, and although they may be getting a year, a coupon, they may be getting interest, the value of their investments could be going down, especially in an environment like today, with a rising interest rate environment or a little bit of a uh, correction in the in, in the stock market. Got it. So, you know, I, I mean, two other approaches, you know, that are out there. And one is really just the total return approach. You stay fully vested. You decide how much money that you want to keep in the stock market and how much you want in bonds. And each month you pull out of that investment account what you you know what you need. So you're always invested. The nice thing about that is when things are going well, you're making, you're maximizing what you can make because you're making money in either in the stock market or the bond market. Mm -hmm. The downside to that is when we go through some little corrections or little burps or things like that, you need to, you have to sell to raise money to get your retirement paycheck. And you may be selling at an inopportune time. Oh, it's true. Uh, we look at kind of a third you know strategy, you know called a bucket strategy, which we've had a separate podcast on. so I'm not going to kind of go into that, but you know one of the bucket strategies is to keep enough money in cash to give yourself a retirement paycheck. You know, anywhere between one to three years depending upon the environment, and you're kind of drawing down your cash into your checking account and your other investments that continue to go up. So that's another strategy. That's the strategy that we like here at Hello Wealth Management mm-hmm. is is kind of a buck, you know, a bucket strategy.
0: And it sounds like and you covered a little bit about this, but each one of them has pros, each one of them has cons. And it really is something that you tailor for each one of your clients.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I did, we just I just explained, you know, three different strategies that we've seen people do in retirement. Mm-hmm. We kind of use the bucket strategy and tailor that for each specific yeah. each specific client. That makes sense. Um, the bucket strategies worked really well for us because. You know, historically, the stock market, when they've had a correction, you know, usually recoups in three years. So even in 2008, we would get on the phone with every one of our clients and say, hey, your retirement paycheck's going to continue tomorrow Mm -hmm. because we have that money in cash and it's going to continue next week and it's going to continue next year. We have three years before we have to worry about that. So you can keep on going, living your lifestyle and keep getting your paycheck each month. And that was really comforting
0: to yeah. a lot of clients in 2008. Absolutely, that takes a huge weight off their shoulders. Yeah. All right. So what's next?
1: You know, there's, so there are a couple, you know, issues to dis, you know, to decide when you're creating creating this, you know, paycheck. What do you do with the dividends and the interest that that are, come from your investments? Do you put it in cash? Um, do you reinvest that? How much cash needs to be in that short-term bucket? You know, when interest rates were really low, the stock market was doing well. And so a couple of years ago, when we wanted to have some cash in our short-term bucket strategy, we had clients saying, why should we leave so much cash in there making so little money? And again, the point was because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So deciding what clients' risks are, deciding what the environment is, so in 2009, 2010, we probably had less in cash. Now we probably have more in cash, closer to the three years rather than the one year. And every client is a little bit different. How much cash are they getting from their investing? Are we reinvesting it, or is the cash going to replenish that you know that bucket? Is there going to be um, something else that comes in the door from some other investment or a sale of property? So knowing where your cash is coming from, you know, is very important. Well, also, you know, distributions. How often, you know, do you want this? Some clients like it monthly because they can budget. We actually have a few clients that they're not comfortable with themselves. So they actually, their retirement paycheck is weekly. Mm -hmm. So we we actually have conversations with clients and, you know, try to determine what you're comfortable with going into, you know, going into the accounts.
0: What I like, Uh, Larry, what I really like about, what you're saying, as far as the bucket, you know, strategy approach and the things that you do with your clients and the how much cash, how often. The, the beauty of it is, if they have uh, two years worth of cash ready to go to to pay them, and something does happen, you're able to monitor it. They're able to monitor it the entire time to say, okay, we haven't seen it come back quite to where we want it to be at the market that is, and so maybe they're going to slow down on a little bit of their spending and tighten the belt slightly. They don't have to alter their entire lifestyle. But it gives them the option. Maybe that two years where the cash is now going to, it's going to last two and a half years. Ride that storm out a little bit farther. And there's no adjustments needed with the cash because that <laughs> there's no risk to that specifically. So I like that. Well,
1: and by actually, that's not that's not actually what we tell clients. We actually oh. tell clients you can continue to spend what you're spending. You don't have to tighten your you don't have to tighten your your belt up because one historically we knew the market has recovered within that 3 year time frame so mm-hmm. there'll come a time where we will be able to sell some equities to replenish cash okay two the dividends and, dividends and interest they're getting from their stocks and their bonds is also going to replenish the cash
0: oh that's true
1: so so sometimes we you know so that that could stretch out how much cash and how many years that they're going to need and We didn't talk about the second bucket, but the second bucket is their bond bucket. Let's just say we went past three years, which hasn't happened, but let's say we went three years. We we can dip into their bond bucket and take money out of their bond buckets. The only thing you really have to be convinced and convicted of is will the stock market over long periods of time, 10 years, go back to historical numbers so by the end of 10 years you'd be able to pull out of you know your your third bucket mm-hmm. so so you don't have to change what you're spending in this type of environment. Now, psychologically some people may decide to do that, but the whole strategy and what worked in 2008 is that you don't have to change your lifestyle.
0: Well, that's even better news. <laughs> <laughs> I like your plan better than mine. I think you yeah. should be the professional. Wait, you are. <laughs> right. So well, so
1: what would ha- what would happen is maybe in a total return approach Or an income-only approach. That's what people. The first thing you know that that people would would do. Mm, Um, And all this is is, you know is a short term. We're we're looking at their they retire at sixty-five. We're looking at their plan over a thirty-year time frame. We're not looking at their plan over a one or two or three-year time frame. And that's what people get sucked in on and say, oh, I got to do this because this is what's happening. So we're
0: looking at the big picture. Got it. The accounts that they're choosing, how do you figure out which account to withdraw from?
1: Yeah. So that's, you know, again, that's another good topic for a a podcast. And I think we've talked about that uh, once before, but you want to look and see, do you take it out of your, what we call qualified accounts, your retirement accounts? Do you take it out of your non-qualified accounts? Or if you have a Roth, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, a tax free qualified accounts, which ones do you take it out of? Um, you know, traditionally, you know, everyone has said, take it out of your non-qualified, let your retirement accounts build up until you're 70 and a half when you have to take money out. Mm-hmm. But that may not be the best case. You may you may be in a much lower tax bracket because you delayed your Social Security. So you may be in a 0% tax bracket. So it may make sense to take some money out of your retirement accounts early Mm. the paycheck may come from a little a couple different places every client is different every situation is different every tax bracket is different we're doing a lot of planning in this in in this environment these those few years plus the tax law has changed giving us a new Mm -hmm. 12 percent bracket which may change in 2025 when the law sunsets and supposedly goes back to the old rates yeah so you know, deciding which account to draw down from is, is re, you know, is really important. And there, there's a few different tax cons considerations on that. What tax bracket you're in, like I just mentioned, mm-hmm. the 12% bracket. But there's also capital gains. And this is, you know, this is really, you know, really interesting. So if you're married and your taxable income is below $77,200, then your capital gain is okay. Wait for this, Eric. How much? Zero. Huh,
0: okay, I like okay. that. Okay,
1: maybe. <laughs> so, so let's say you're you use the standardized deduction, which is twenty four thousand, mm-hmm. and I said seventy seven thousand two hundred. So you can actually make over a hundred thousand dollars and pay no money on capital gains. Mm. So. Knowing, you know, which account or maybe we need to sell some investments that has gone, you know, has gone higher. And if you are over 77200 the t- capital gain rate is, is still 15%, you know, relatively low to, to ordinary income that you may be when you're over 70 and a half and pulling money out of your, your IRAs.
0: Mm.
1: Knowing, you know, looking at the tax consideration plus Social Security. Depending upon your income, you may have 0% of your Social Security taxable or 50% taxable or 85% taxable. So you want to look at, you know, the tax, you know, tax considerations. Mm -hmm.
0: All right. So how does this all come together to form a good plan for your clients?
1: Yeah, so... I always talk about this is a big puzzle. Remember, we the, the the goal is to get a retirement paycheck. So the client just wants to know, okay, my money's hit the bank, hit my checking account every uh, every first of the month. They don't really want to know the ins and outs of this, but that's what we come where we come in. So we, we look at the tax considerations. We look at the cash needs. We look at their how much is in their qualified accounts. We look at you know their investment portfolio. We look at their taxes. Um, their expenses and their timing um, and not everything is nice and easy and smooth. What happens? A client's got a wedding that year. Mm-hmm. So we know there's going to be an extra amount that has to go out to the wedding. How does that get factored into their their paycheck so forth? So putting all these pieces together and putting the puzzle together, you know, gives you know, clients uh, you know, peace of mind you know that they're going to get a not only get their regular paycheck but they're going to get their regular paycheck also while minimizing their taxes and maximizing their returns.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There is no price on peace of mind. I'm sorry. There if you can have peace of mind in your retirement, and you don't just don't have to worry about it, that would be great. I think that's probably the the best outcome any client could have.
1: Absolutely. We call it this, our sleep factor.
0: You know, the, we have clients
1: fill out a risk tolerance, you know, on their investment side. But it's really, we want to know that they're sleeping well at night and they're not going to worry. So uh, so we, we kind of call the peace of mind, you know,
0: what's their sleep factor? That's great. I love that. Larry, do you have any closing thoughts for us today?
1: Really, the one closing thought is you don't want to wait until after the page you're paycheck from a real job is stopped. Mm-hmm. You want to start planning for this beforehand. So the day that you turn off one spigot, the paycheck that you get from your employer, you turn on another spigot, which is the paycheck that you're getting from your investments.
0: That sounds like a plan to me. Hey, and for all of you that are listening to this, obviously, you know, as I'm going through this, and I'm listening to Larry and learning uh, I have some confusion here and there, like my question, and he corrected me uh, greatly, and I, I appreciate that. This is a puzzle, and I want you to re-listen to this podcast if you need to, but better yet, just call Larry. Call Larry and his team and ask them how they can take a look at a, at your puzzle specifically and and see if they can help you put the pieces in place where they go so you can have that peace of mind and, and you, can, you can get that sleep everybody needs a little bit more of. Uh, so, Larry, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. You're so welcome, Eric. And all of you, thank you for listening to the Retire Right podcast with Larry Heller. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, I'm telling you, you need to. So click the subscribe button now below. This way, when Larry comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening. For everyone at Heller Wealth Management, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time.